Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cultivate Podcast. We are so excited that you chose to join us today for our conversation on cultivating calling. You know, God has a unique calling on our lives as Christ followers, as well as specific ways He wants to use each and every one of us to further His kingdom. Today, we have Amy and Jake Sutton, who are an awesome couple with a beautiful story of how the Lord has directed their steps and led them to where they are today. We're so thankful to have them on the show today. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you. So I'm sure our listeners are super interested in just hearing a little bit about you guys, your family, um, and any fun facts even that you might have. I don't even know how to start with that. <laughs> I mean, they're funny. I mean, we're in potty training right now, so we could probably, <laughs> we could probably talk about that all day. Um, yeah, so what, we have two kids. That would be... Yeah. Well, this is Jake. I'm Amy. I'm Jake. I'm always one step ahead in the story, <laughs> yes, so is. Amy has to back up so and bring the context. I have to bring in the details. We have two kids. Lila is three and Harvey is one. So Lila is the one in the midst of potty training. It's really challenging. <laughs> Yesterday was great. We celebrated her. She says, I went on the potty and we all screamed and she clapped. And yeah, it, was, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. But we both work at Northwoods Community Church here in Peoria. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a media production pastor and uh, I guess I'm not going to introduce your title because uh, you, you do better at that. And I'm the lead worship pastor. So we get to lead the music team and it's awesome. We love working together. We love yeah. the privilege of serving the Lord in local ministry. So it's great. That's awesome, you guys. So last episode, um, if all of you listeners remember, we talked about a calling being kind of this like overall commission that we're given as Christ followers. Um, but there's also unique individual calls that each member has in the body of Christ to use their gifts to further the kingdom. So why is this kind of idea of your calling important? Why do you guys think? Man, where do we start? So we sat on the couch this morning and kind of spent, we spent time with the Lord and then we tried to compare and just make sure that we were on the same page. And um, one of the first things that really came to my mind is that I battled with for years is that my job is not my calling. Mm. And um, because a lot of us, they just want, we really want to know that because if God audibly told me, Jake, I want you to be a media producer and I want you to start filming. And I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to follow that. But the calling is not in the title. The calling is in the obedience, in the obedience to what he's called me to do. So, uh, so if God told me tomorrow, I want you to do a totally different job. That's my new calling. Like, and I think Amy, Amy had a really good thought this morning about like what that very first calling that we received from the Lord is. I'm going to let her kind of share a little bit more about that though. Yeah. So I guess as I was thinking through this question, I just was sort of brought back to the foundational idea that our primary calling is to come to God. Like mm. when Jesus talks about how he called people in the New Testament, he He says he came to call sinners. He said he, he came to call people to himself. And so, um, you know, at its most foundational, I feel like, 
understanding your calling is about knowing who you are in Christ, about um, how you represent Christ and how you can serve Christ, specifically in the church, the big C church, um, but just as part of the body, how has he wired you? How has he designed you um, to serve in his church and to advance his kingdom? So those are kind of, I guess, the three general areas that I think are important in calling. Yeah, yeah. When we were um, talking on our other episode about calling, that idea of career calling came up a lot because Mm -hmm. um, they were sharing a lot about like college experience and choosing that and changing majors. Why do you think that is stressed so much? And why do you think we get so hung up on that? Like what, what is it about that career calling that like pulls us in? I, I don't know. Well, I think that every human being, um, well, first of all, I believe that God has a purpose for each of us. And I think all of us um, have this desire to know what that is and to function yeah. in that purpose because that is where we feel feel fulfilled. And so, um, you know, absolutely. I think that there are specific ways that God designs his people to find a career or a vocation that is fulfilling where they can operate um, in the truth of who they are in Christ uh, in that they can represent him well, even if it's um, in a, you know, not necessarily like a ministry vocation. Um, So yeah, it's super important for us to know that our time here on earth is spent doing something effective and doing something that we are Mm -hmm. good at. So yeah, 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 I think that's why. Yeah, and I feel like in our society today, so many people are walking through life, you know, aimlessly without purpose, but they're constantly looking for that and trying to find that. And I feel like you just miss out so much and fully living into the gifts and the passion that God is giving you if you're not seeking out Him and wanting to figure out, you know, how has He wired you in and what does He want you to do that's gonna give you that purpose? Um, So I feel like that's just so important. Right. I think there's a, so we have this yearning as humans to Mm -hmm. figure it out by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, which was, you think about it. um, I don't, I'm just going back to something. I remember Cal was talking about, about one of the three main temptations is one is self-determination. So you're trying Mm -hmm. to do things your own way. And so when you have that yearning to figure out what you're supposed to do with your life, you're like, well, that first thing that comes to mind is I know that I'm going to have to have a job. And so mm-hmm. then you start trying to fill that gap with that job. And then you start doing that job and you you do it really hard. You're like, I don't feel fulfilled. So now I'm going to work 60 hours this week and see mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm actually accomplishing something. And then you end, out, end up walking out of that week feeling more empty than you walked in. And yeah. I don't know. I think everyone, I don't think I've met a person who hasn't actually tried to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like something you have to do uh, to realize that that's not what, God designed you for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, talking a little bit more about calling, maybe a little bit more specific, what are some things that you feel like the Lord has called you guys to in this season? Oh man, I'm pumped for this section. (laughs) (laughs) You want to start us off? Take it away. Yes. Um, (laughs) So one of like, I have to remind myself of this like all the time and uh, really sorry if I'd, Drop a teardrop on your mic. I'll buy you a new one. Um, <laughs> That's all right. But, we love it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm so excited because calling to me uh, has to be very evident uh, within God's word. Like God, I have to see that God has called me to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So obvious, 
like commandments, like love my wife. And um, so it says, love your wives. This is Ephesians 5.25. Husbands must love your wives with the same love that Christ showed the church he gave. He gave up his life for her so that she would be holy and clean, washed by the baptism of God's word. So it is my responsibility. It's my calling to love Amy well. And I love, I have the word gave uh, underlined in my Bible because I should get to the end of my day. And this is the same with my kids. And I should not feel like, wow, I have all this energy. Like I want to stay up till 1 a.m. and watch three more movies. Like I should get to the end of the day and be like, gosh, I just want to go to bed because I've spent the energy that God's given me loving and sacrificing for her and sacrificing for like playing with my kids. And there was this message that it was a tiny little snippet on Instagram that I loved from mm-hmm. David Platt. And he said, he was like ripping on dads, like, cause dads mm-hmm. get home, they get to the end of the day and mm-hmm. mom's been working so hard to take care of the kids. And the dad was like, like, Hey, what do you want to do? You want to like, mm-hmm. and he's like, dads, you should like, when you get home, he, he said that there was moments where he'd get home in the car and he's like, I don't know how I'm going to love my kids tonight. And mm-hmm. so he would have to pray, Holy Spirit, I need you to give me some energy right now. So he says, by the end of the day, if you're not exhausted, you haven't fulfilled your calling as a dad. I love and I was that. like, Ugh. so it was wow. really, yeah, it's convicting really convicting. So I know that I'm called to love with everything that I have and I should be spent by the end of the day, um, mm-hmm. which sounds super glorious to everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I love that you went right to scripture because um, it's actually funny that you mentioned that verse. Um, I'm currently in a um, study focused on like the role as a wife. And we just go back to that passage so much. And I feel like when we were talking about that, um, we just had so much good good discussion this last week um, about how we're constantly looking for all of these answers outside of the word, I feel like, and trying Mm. to, I mean, I feel like with calling, it can kind of be like that too. People look outside of God's word for like, oh, what am I called to do? And it's like this big, like mysterious thing that we sometimes make it. Um, But I just love that you went right to the word of God because there's so much found in the word that it so explicitly says, you know, if you're a husband, like this is your call. Mm. And I just feel like, I don't know, personally for me, I feel like a lot of the times it can be easy to try to look to outside sources rather than just going straight to the source Mm -hmm. to find out what our calling is. Um, Because the answers are found in there for so many different areas of our life. um, And that can give us a lot of purpose and hope too. Yeah. You want to jump in? Sure. Uh, Well, so this specific season in my life, um, I do work full time like I said earlier, and we do have two children and I'm married. And so it is uh, a constant, I guess, challenge to figure out the balance and all of that. Mm. Um, I adore my kids. We, it's just, it's really such a privilege to be a mother and to be a wife. It's something I prayed for and waited for, for a long time. Um, I'm 33. So we got married about five years ago and Um, so I love it. And I, there was a season when our, our daughter, our first child was born where I actually, um, just went back to working part-time. So I was home with her, uh, several days a week and really enjoyed that. It was a great season. Um, but just through a couple of different circumstances, God kind of made it clear that he was leading me back into full-time ministry. And so, um, I feel like currently he's calling me to, uh, 
to, to lead in his church, to um, help pastor the people specifically in the area of worship, to help lead the uh, music staff as we do that um, together, but also to uh, prioritize my family and to serve them and to um, help to disciple our children. We do that together. And that's something that Jake is really great at as well as uh, modeling prayer for the kids. We, we love to pray with them and for them. And um, so I think something I have learned about calling, and I like this question, how you phrased it, you know, in this season, I think mm-hmm. that it, it does morph and change a little mm-hmm. bit. I have known from very early on that I love to sing. Um, and I think, you know, when I was a middle schooler and had dreams of being the next Leanne Rhymes and a big country star, <laughs> like I, I didn't understand yeah. that. I have no idea who that is. Right? <laughs> you got to look her up. She's uh, great. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't know that that those things I enjoyed doing and the gifts that I shouldn't say gifts because I want to make that distinction a little bit later, but the talents God had given me, I didn't know that there was a way that he could create for me to serve him using those things. And so mm-hmm. as I grew up, got into college and discovered some of those things and had a few mentors in my life who could lead me that direction. Um, it was a really exciting discovery to know like, wow, these aren't just things that I like to do, um, mm-hmm. but these are ways that God has specifically enabled me to serve his kingdom. So I want to be able to do all of that. Um, but I, I think that both of us would say our, our family definitely comes mm-hmm. first and um, just trying to always maintain that balance is interesting and yeah. challenging. You guys do a great job though. I feel like <laughs> we look you. at you guys and we're just seeing the way that you're allowing God to use your life and, and I'm sure that that can speak to a lot of parents out there and moms and dads who feel that juggling of yeah. everything. Um, but you guys do it so beautifully and just allow God to, you know, give you grace through it. And Yeah. Yeah. And I love um, the answers that you guys gave. You talked a lot about, you know, the energy spent into your family and loving them well. And um, you mentioned leading in the church and what that looks like for you. Both of those are callings that every believer has, Mm -hmm. right? To love the people around them well and to use gifts and talents and um, what the Lord has given them to further the kingdom and to uh, serve his church and just that might look different. That will look different for people um, in different seasons and mm-hmm. n- nobody's going to have the exact same job or family situation um, as anyone else. But like those higher callings of that God lays out for each and every mm-hmm. one of us are um, just woven into your story. And I love how those. Absolutely. Yeah. Something I love about, um, we talk about discipling our kids and I mean, most parents are like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> or actually some parents would be like, oh, I, I am. And, but like for me, that's so, it's, it is so important to me. And I was, what I read this morning is that, um, and I, I forget this all the time, but when it was the first commandment that Jesus, that God gave um, that actually had a promise with it. Mm. Um, mm. So he was saying, you know, don't have any other false gods, but when he got to um, honor your father and mother, that came with this promise, it will give you long life mm-hmm. full of blessing. And I'm like, that's what I want to pass on to my kids. Um, so when I, when we disciple them, we're literally cutting off like just so much stuff from the past. Like I just, I think about um, that really Amy and I, from my, from my side of the family, um, I'm so grateful for my parents that they brought me to Northwoods and I got introduced to Jesus, but really no one paved the way for them and showed them, modeled for them what it looked like to have a sold out family for Jesus. And and now I know 
that as we raise our kids that way, that my kids are going to have a life full of blessing. And that's a totally different podcast. What, <laughs> what is blessing? Yeah, we'll have to have back. <laughs> to me, what blessing is, is I'm setting my kids up to live a, a life that is free um, mm-hmm. from the chains and the bondages of this world. And they can just, it's just, they can look at someone, they can say, they have a life-giving spirit to them. I want to be around them. So, And it's a little bit of a tangent, so I'll keep it short. But for (laughs) parents who are listening, I would just want to give the encouragement that sometimes we hear people talk about discipling kids and we ought to, Jake and I have felt this way too, where we feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough or what does that really look like? What are the specifics? And um, I would just encourage you that whatever you can do practically, realistically, like some of the things that Jake and I do, we pray at mealtimes. I know that sounds maybe basic, but that's modeling prayer for our kids. We pray with our kids at bedtime. We always ask our three-year-old, who do you want to pray for? And so we were teaching her about how we can ask God's blessing over people's lives. We can ask for healing. One day, literally on the potty, she wouldn't go. And I said, let's pray and ask God to help you. (laughs) And so I said, repeat this after me, Jesus, help me go on the potty. And just trying to teach her that God cares about the details of our lives and he sees them. You know, maybe it's reading little children's Bible stories with them, um, maybe finding out what they learned in their Sunday school lesson that week and and just being able to repeat it with them throughout the week. Those things are powerful and they Mm -hmm. help to shape our kids and they will, they'll stick with them. Right. Mm -hmm. Not to continue the tangent, but just talking about the calling to obedience. Like if I can teach my kid, even though they have no idea that I'm kind of like secretly teaching them what it means mm-hmm. to obey God mm-hmm. in the process. Um, when I teach them to o- obey us and they get in that habit and that discipline that it is a good thing to obey your parents, then then when they grow up and God calls them or asks them to obey him in a way that brings them out of their comfort zone, wow. they can remember things like when Jesus said, all those who love me will do what I say. And then my father will love them and he will choose to live in them and live with them. And yeah. so that's, and that will be second nature to them. Like they yeah. won't have to second, well, well, God, do I get candy after I obey? Like, I just want them to know like right. it is a good thing. <laughs> There's reward and obedience yeah. um, to God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So one thing that I've kind of been thinking about a little bit as we've talked about different seasons, um, I just think about like the seasons in the earth, you know, fall, winter, spring, and summer. Um, And just as the natural seasons change, um, it's that same way with the seasons of our lives. So that kind of leads us into our next question. How has your calling looked different in different seasons of your life? So kind of like how the fall changes, you know, to the winter, all of those different things, kind of thinking about like those um, sort of seasons in life. How has that looked different for you guys? So it's interesting when we were, when I was thinking there's some of the scriptures uh, I wanted to maybe mention. I have this one here that I'm realizing I underlined 10 years ago. I like to write the date when I underline <laughs> mm-hmm. things in in the word. But um, I think what's interesting about seasons is that there are very specific things, but then there are things you see tied through them all because yeah. I still read this. This is First Peter 4, um, starting in verse 10. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. Are you called to be a speaker? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Are you called to help others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then God will be given glory in everything through Jesus Christ. 
And so I remember I, I underlined that because of that uh, idea that, yes, I know God has called me to do certain things, um, but I think for everyone in every season, we, we tend to feel like some of those things are too hard and I don't know how to do it. And I love that it says, you know what, do what you've been called to do with the strength and energy that God supplies. And um, so I guess just to speak a little bit more specifically, I know that, you know, my years of 18, maybe 19 to 23, um, when I was in Bible school and I was preparing for what I hoped would be a, a career in vocational ministry. Um, definitely, I felt that the call of God on my life was to learn everything I can and absorb everything I can. And I loved the classes I took and um, the mentors that came alongside me who were able to pour into me. And so it was definitely just this season of equipping and absorbing. Not that that ever ends, but it was it was very, you know, kind of like that drinking from a hydrant um, season. And immediately on graduation, I went uh, down to Texas. I took my first job in ministry and it was like, this season was, okay, you've been, here you are in the deep end, (laughs) sink or swim. (laughs) And just a lot of hands-on learning. Again, there were so many great mentors in my life um, who were helpful, but it was, there was um, just being able to learn about working with people and building teams and um, how to lead effectively and how ministry went so far beyond all the stuff I had learned in the books, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm so grateful for that book season, then I seemed to be in this new um, practical people type season. And that lasted for a couple of years and um, and then ended up coming back here to central Illinois and, and continued working in ministry. But there was even a time there where maybe three years into my full-time ministry career, I, where I was starting to question, is this really my calling? Because this is hard and I feel lonely and I feel like I don't have what it takes or whatever those lies were from the enemy because that's what they were. Um, They were really making me question some things, but even in that God's call to me was to be faithful not to live in fear, but to live in faith and to know that he had a purpose and he's been so faithful to see that through. And so it was after that time that I ended up meeting Jake and um, ended up moving into the the, (laughs) the music team here at our church. And, (laughs) and he's just led the way ever since. And, um, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit of my own personal seasons of focus, I guess. I don't know if you have any thoughts you want to add. I mean, what what comes to my mind is I had a conversation with um, with Gary. And if anybody knows Gary Webb, that guy's just an animal. So <laughs> he, a ministry animal. Like he just, yes. something, I mean, I want, till I was 16, I'm like, I'm going to be a pilot. And then out of nowhere, a pilot ditched me for job shadowing day. And I'm like, well, screw this. I'm going to go find <laughs> something else to do. And so- Pilot I, or pastor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just some job with a P. And, <laughs> and so, but I knew my youth pastor really changed my life mm. um, or put me in a position for God to change my life. And um, so then I started pursuing ministry, not knowing if that was my calling or, and getting back to, sitting with Gary. So I'm trying out this first ministry job and I started in children's ministry and I don't Ooh. even know how I survived with those little minions. Like <laughs> I call them nuggets. Yeah. I think I would, I feel like I do children's ministry better now that I have kids. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, I actually like them. Come back anytime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
But I remember sitting with Gary and he said, um, he's like, Art, do you know, do you want to be a pastor? Because once you mm-hmm. make that decision that God has called you to be a pastor, there's no going back and it's not about you anymore. Um, because the calling to a pastor isn't, uh, you will not be raised up and you will not be, um, when I say that, not be raised up, it's not gonna be like, your life is literally not about you anymore. It has to be about everybody else. And I was like, well, that sounds terrible. (laughs) And so he's like, just choose wisely. Like if you feel like this is what God wants for you. And so I don't remember the moment that I made that decision that God was calling me a pastor. And Amy knows that it's still a struggle because it's like, what kind of pastor? Because I'm not the upfront teacher, Mm -hmm. but God will, I'll tell one more story and then I'll pass it back. But I remember that we were coming back from a family trip, I think, Actually, it was a ministry conference. It was a ministry conference, yeah. And I was just like, what the heck am I doing with my life? Like I'm in ministry and I love being in ministry, but what's the pastor part have to do? And this guy walked up to me and he said, hey. A total stranger. Total stranger. In the wow. gas station. I, no, this is a, at a Wendy's. Okay. A Wendy's. I remember because it was, it was a <laughs> great- One of the Wendy's attached public, to the gas place. station. Was, guys, remember, <laughs> guys remember locations because of the food. I ate a Baconator. So like, I know, I know it was at the right. Wendy's. That was we'll the go moment. With it. Yeah. yeah. And the guy walked up to me, stranger, and he said, are you a pastor? And I was like, I was like, this is really weird. He's like, he's like, and I said, yes. And I'm like wearing a backwards hat. It like didn't look like a pastor at all. It's not like you have to wear a rope as a pastor. But anyways, I was like, I don't look like a pastor right now. And he said, are you walking in it? And I said, at the time I was a youth pastor in, in Chillicothe. And I said, yes. And he said, okay, just wanted to make sure. And so I was just like, Okay, Ooh. I don't know you. I'm not sure, but it, it was it was just God's reminder. Like I know you don't know what it looks like to be a pastor, but really it just means whoever I bring in front of you. It means shepherding them, guiding them, yeah. and it, you don't have to have thousands in front of you to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. It could be one person. Mm-hmm. And so after that moment, I've really looked into like who's that one person I'm going to pour into a year, even if they drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, like they're the person I pastor, mm-hmm. and besides my kids and. But I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, yeah, seasons change. No, I love that you shared that. And I feel like that can kind of speak to people too who maybe aren't like indirectly like vocational ministry. I feel like that can speak to them too because it's like we're all, you know, disciples of Christ, like pastors in a sense, you know, where we're, we have the opportunity to pour into people like that and invest in those people that might be hard to love or um, maybe might be people that we wouldn't generally serve. Um, <clears throat> and we all have the opportunity to share the gospel with others. And so I feel like that is still powerful to yeah. share um, and can really relate to a lot of different people. Yeah. I remember that, that someone told me, because some when you go through ministry school, and I know this mm-hmm. is a very specific group of people, but if you're going through ministry school, you get out of ministry school and you feel like you're just the hot stuff that needs to get paid to do ministry. You have to, <laughs> you have to remember that the guy who started all of this, this missionary journey, mm-hmm. Paul, like he was a tent maker, like he never got paid to do this stuff. And so he just had this fire for the Lord that he's like, I have to help save people. Yeah. And so if you're in that season where you're not getting paid to do ministry and you want to like, do whatever you can. I don't know. I don't know what my Be encouragement. Faithful. Be yeah. faithful to God. Yeah. Like he sees you. Um, 
And if you if you are really that good, like you think you are, maybe you'll get paid for it someday. <laughs> After the Lord humbles you. After the Lord, yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to him with a humble heart for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so what practical um, ways can we help call out um, calling in other people. It sounds like through your guys' stories, the you mentioned like, oh, mentors and this and a random guy in Wendy's that you know <laughs> help point me in the right direction. But what are some practical ways that if we are discipling someone, whether that's our kids or um, younger students or an area we're serving in at the church, what are some practical ways that we can help point um, people to their calling and call that out of them? So I think a great place to start is... Um, doing a little studying and figuring out what are some of the spiritual gifts that God has given you. Um, There are a lot of great resources. I know at our church, we have um, a a class that's designed to help people discover some of these things. But the word is very clear that every believer has been given spiritual gifts. I Mm -hmm. just read that that scripture that God has Mm -hmm. given uh, gifts to each of you out of a great variety that he has. And um, sometimes we have this tendency to think that maybe only the pastors or only the teachers or only the missionaries got those gifts. But no, the truth is that every believer has it. And and there are things like leadership, um, serving, mercy, compassion. There's, There's different types of spiritual gifts that maybe some of our listeners weren't really aware can be God-given things for them. And so um, I would definitely encourage people to to think about that. Our pastor uses the acronym SHAPE, which I think many, many pastors use, Mm -hmm. Um, but that stands for spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experience. And so being able to take those things that create your unique shape, and, and it may mean going to a a mentor or a leader and saying, can we walk through some of this? Can you help me discover some of this? I know that some people hearing this today, maybe you are a high schooler or a college student who you're like, it's before your career, but maybe there are going to be other people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s and and going, I I still haven't figured that out for myself yet. And how can I start? And I think the Mm -hmm. answer is the same for for anyone listening is to be able to um, pray and ask the Lord about how he has specifically gifted you and how those things all work together to create a a purpose for your time here on earth. Just, um, I, I guess I'll just take my own life as an example, because I, I know it, but with spiritual gifts, I know that God has given me, um, the gifts of leadership and administration. That's just something that, um, I've been able to put into practice in a variety of circumstances and situations throughout my life. And so that's one thing I know. And, and my heart, what has he given me a heart for? I do have a heart for the church to understand their identities as worshipers of God, that this is how he created us. And that when we are in right relationship with him, that's when our soul is satisfied. That's when, um, that's when life is as it should be. And so, um, you know, I have to consider that in in what God has called me to do. My abilities. I know that the Lord has given me some musical abilities, just some some talents. I can sing. I can play the piano, um, and so that's a, a unique thing that is in my life that is going to play a part in what He's wanting me to do. 
my personality. I'm kind of bubbly. I don't mind being up front. I was a cheerleader in high school. My mom always jokes that that was great preparation for being a worship leader because I went from cheering on the people to, to make a basket to now I'm just cheering them on to worship the Lord. It's funny, but it's kind of true. Yes. And then just experiences, you know, through, I, I think I was eight years old the first time my parents put me up on the church platform to sing a special, you know, and, uh, and so that's a very specific example. It's my own life. But when I look across those things, it makes sense that the Lord has has led me to a place where he's given me this opportunity to lead worship and to lead a staff team and to help our congregation grow in this area. And I believe that God is doing that for every single believer, every person who belongs to him. And there are people in your life who can help you as you search for those things and discover those things. Hmm. Yeah. Feel like a lot of people in that season and stage where they're trying to figure out what's next, or try to figure out their calling, try to do it on their own, mm. um, and that's a dangerous place to be, uh, because then you'll start experimenting with the first thing that comes to your heart. And so, mm. um, and a lot of, I mean, this is probably not the most fun thing to listen to, but like the follow your heart junk, mm. like this is just not true. Um, so. I love watching Disney movies, but every time they say, follow your heart, um, Moana, you're, you're, killing, you're killing the US <laughs> with, that, with that mentality. Anyways, there's one of my life scriptures is Jeremiah 17. And there's an interesting, it, and it starts with, blessed are those who trust in God, whose confidence is in him. And then Jeremiah talks about this tree that has so much life and it doesn't matter what season you're in that it's, there's just so much life in you because you trust in God. And then at the very end, it says cursed, um, it says, uh, but those who can trust the heart, um, basically your heart will lie to you. But that was in the old way. Now that our heart is, is a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit of God, like we, if you're in line with him, where I'm going with this is that you can trust your heart as long as you're pursuing God and you're pursuing mm-hmm. uh, godly counsel in your life. And um, you had said something that just sparked something in me. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was, uh, why did Jesus choose such young men uh, to be his disciples? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that that he had relationship with these guys, but the the thing that I think he saw in them was a hunger Mm. um, for something more. And uh, because... If you want to, if you want to find out what your calling is, like that—that's a hunger. I want to know what's next mm-hmm. for me, God. And I think God sees that. And um, so the first thing that I would do if I could start all over, and I'm in this season, like I'm literally living in my parents' house, which is the worst thing ever, by the way. Like, I love my parents, and it was such so great. But like, you—you you, are you talking about right after college before you got a job? Yes. Okay. He yes. didn't really See, make that very thanks clear. For, yeah. <laughs> And he always brings the context. When he, got the details. when he wanted to be a quote, real adult and it wasn't happening yes. yet, he loves his parents. They have a great relationship. Yeah, no. <laughs> Backstory, side note. Clarify. Yes, let me clarify. It is such, so I'm just trying to relate to you guys. It is such a frustrating season because like you're not making money, you're living with your parents. So you're like, it, you just feel worthless. And so, but in that season, if I could do it again, I think the first thing I would do now is I would, someone who I have a relationship with that's years ahead of me and I would seek their counsel. Um, And there's, we could probably talk about a million scriptures. Proverbs is just covered with seek counsel, seek counsel. That's where victory's won. Um, And so, and I didn't do that. I tried to figure it out on my own and that will prolong your season of trying to figure it out. Um, 
So just try to find a mentor. And that's, even if they can only meet with you like once every couple months, like that's worth it. Um, yeah. 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 Um, last question for today. Um, I'm going to word it a little different than how we gave it to you, but um, what are some things um, that we can, that people can watch out for, that they can keep an eye out for that often could get in the way of finding that calling? Not just what are they, but what, what are some things that we can keep an eye out for and maybe kind of come against um, when it comes to get, kind of stepping in the road of our calling? So I have a scripture that I wanted to share um, about this because I feel like it's there's some some clear answers directly in the word that, that answer that question. This is Ephesians 4, starting in verse one. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Always keep yourselves united in the Holy Spirit and bind yourselves together with peace. We are all one body. We have the same spirit and we have been called to the same glorious future. And so when I read that, you know, it's he specifically says, lead a life worthy of your calling. And I think he gives us some things to watch out for. The next thing is he says, be humble and gentle. So absolutely, we need to watch out for any spirit of pride that might Mm. be welling up within us over the things that, God has enabled us to do, if there starts to be pride and we start to think that, well, it's me and I'm the one who achieved this, Mm -hmm. that's a huge red flag that you're not living a life worthy of your calling. Um, Also, he goes on, he says, be gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Um, And I, you know, when it comes to calling and functioning the way that God has asked us to in the identity he's placed on us, we have to understand that we are people in relationship with other people. And there are gonna be times where we have disagreements where um, even if even with other believers, um, and so there are relational things we have to keep an eye out for that we need to stay unified. That just because um, maybe someone hurt me, that doesn't mean that, that my calling is over. It doesn't mean that the entire Big C church is bad or wrong. It just means that somebody in that moment um, was, was they, they had some faults that they were operating in. And I know I've done that. I know we've all done that. And so um, just really being mindful that as we work with people, as we even as we seek advice, as we're on teams with others, as we're serving in the church, just to remember that we are people and we do fail and we need to have grace for those moments yeah. when someone doesn't live up to whatever our expectations were. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think the last thing he just kind of talks about unity, which is really closely related to that. But um, in Psalm, I believe it's 133, it says that where there is unity, that there is the blessing of the Lord. And so when you are um, serving him, whether it's in vocational ministry or maybe you're uh, in the workplace, but if you can do what you can to live at peace, like that scripture in in Ephesians said, and um, to build unity within your team. Now we are always responsible first to upholding God's ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you do that and you can uphold unity in the place that you are, are in, that's that's where God, um, that, that's how you continue to live worthy of the calling that God has placed on your life. Mm. So those yeah, are just some things verse. I was thinking. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's important to protect, uh, protect your mind and your heart. And the way that we do that is the, 
it's, I mean, it's the school book answer is, is sit in the presence of God. Yeah. And because um, if we don't, uh, what happens in James 1 is he talked about this temptation comes and then you play with it. You play with that thought. And then it says it gives birth to desire and desire gives birth to death. And so that's when your life starts spiraling, spiral, spir- someone help. Spiraling. Spiraling out of control. <laughs> and um, if I do what God has asked me to do, to obey him and to spend time with him, then as soon as that de- desire comes or that temptation comes, I'll know exactly how to combat it. And so I don't know if that necessarily answers your calling, but like, it's like, who am I supposed to marry? Like, no one knows mm-hmm. the answer to that question. Like, so you pursue God until he brings that person to you. And, mm-hmm. um, and cause if you try to figure that out on your own, you're just gonna start dating whoever you want. And then you'll be like me, you marry someone, you get divorced and you're like, wow, I need to rethink how I do my life. And then sat in the presence of God and then Amy came eventually. So I'm like- <laughs> And there's a whole nother episode. <laughs> That's a whole- Yeah, all right, two times already. Yeah. But yeah. I would just encourage you. I know I know it's not what you want to hear sometimes, but pursue God, sit in his presence mm-hmm. and find someone who's better at following Jesus than you. Definitely. Um, spend time with them. That's good. Yeah. And as you were kind of saying that, it made me think about too, that sometimes- you know, God calls us to do really hard things or to go through really hard seasons or he allows certain seasons to happen. Um, And I just feel like a lot of the times we can start to give up and not trust that he's gonna be good and faithful through those seasons. And I know we talked a lot about faithfulness, um, but it just made me think about that, we have to continue to go in the direction that the Lord has called us to for now. And sometimes we do have to wait and just be so faithful, so focused on Him, keeping our eyes and our focus um, on what He has us doing now, um, instead of trying to jump ahead to the next season or jump ahead to the next thing um, or the next step in our calling or whatever we wanna call it. Um, we just have to be faithful in that and then wait until the Holy Spirit really reveals, okay, this is the next step. Yeah. I think that's really insightful. I think yeah. that many, many believers, probably even people who are not believers, mm-hmm. struggle with that. We always yeah. we always have like the next achievement or the next mm-hmm. goal in mind or the next phase of life, whatever that is. And it's really challenging sometimes to be uh, content mm-hmm. in the place that we're at. It's yeah. not wrong to have goals. It's not wrong to have dreams mm-hmm. um, and, and doing what we can to own our training in order to achieve those things is great. But always having that mind that it's the Lord who opens doors. It's the Lord who directs our steps um, and really just trusting him and be that he is faithful. That's it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake, Amy, thank you so much for sharing today. Um, I I know you guys well, and I'm thankful for you guys in my life and just um, some of the things you talked about, about mentors and wise counsel. You guys have been that for me. So thank you. I pray this is um, that for other people as they listen. So is it okay if I, I end in prayer for the listener? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We love that. All right. Let me pray. Uh, Jesus, um, I pray right now, God, that you would release a fresh, um, just, just presence uh, over the listener's life. God, that they would be renewed in their faith, that the God, they would say right now in this moment that they're trusting that you are in control, God. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that, um, but God, I thank you that that when we're faithful with what you've given us, that that's the, that's the season where you start giving us more. We always think that 
Um, I won't do anything with what you give me right now. He wants us to be good stewards of what we have. And so Jesus, I pray right now um, just for um, encouragement and just for, uh, I just think the greatest thing we can do is is to trust you um, no matter what the season is. So uh, thank you for, uh, for Kayla and for Lydia, for uh, just their passion for helping people, guiding them in this season of their lives. And just pray that you bless this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.